We are I. We are I community members. This is our this is our big moment. This is our, our call to action. This is the whole reason why We Are I was created in the first place. For those of you that know this tidbit of information and those of you that don't, you're going to get lit, let in on kind of like the real soul behind We Are I. So for those of you that know We Are I was created as a potential platform to be able to lobby the provincial government in BC, but not only the federal government of Canada, We've put together the traction and the legs to take the next steps to be able to bring some of those initiatives to fruition. So I'm going to let you guys know about a petition that's going to be circulating around and, you know, a petition that is going to bring awareness to our community as we are I, but also the community in general, you know, about what sugar is really doing to our way of life as Canadians. So this petition is going to be called 5% for Better Health. The reason why it's going to be called 5% for Better Health is the average Canadian, as we know from what we've discussed on this podcast before, should only be consuming 5% of their net calories in a day from sugar and sugar-related products. Now, the average Canadian is consuming 20% of their net calories in sugar and sugar-related products, and that's a problem. So we want to bring awareness to that number should be 5%, and it is 20 that's the 5% for better health. But the big thing is that what what we've realized and you know after talking to people and just hearing the chatter around is that nobody really knows about some of the movements that are going on in Canada. They're just not getting enough public recognition. The one thing that people keep on resorting back to that they know and they remember is you know the you should only be shopping on the outside of the grocery store and not going into the middle aisles we should be leaving those middle aisles alone and we should only be getting in our produce section you know going around getting our meats you know and going around and getting you know our dairy products if we're going to choose to you know consume dairy products you know but the big thing is it's just really limiting how much that we're working into those middle aisles because those middle aisles are just chocked full of the processed foods the packaged foods the foods that are full of sugar and the one thing that i've really noticed after talking to people and you know just hearing you know like the voices out there of people who've also been talking to people across canada saying that we don't really understand how sugar has just crept into every aspect of our life like sugar is in every food that we can think of. It's always on that ingredients list. And even if sugar itself is not on that ingredient list, a sugar substitute is. That's just that whole process has completely retrained our palate. And we know this. And I've talked about it on the podcast before. And there's lots of information out there saying that we can we only really want sweet foods now like we don't we don't want bitter foods we don't want neutral chasing foods like we we need to connect with all these foods that have this sweetness to them and we don't even understand like how foods taste without them you know it's like having an excessive amount of salt in in foods as well as as well as sugar you know we really need to start changing the way that we choose to look at food and or change our perspective on what we want to educate the public and what we want to educate each other around. 
So I want to just let you guys know these few simple statistics. You know, the, this is all about Canada. This is Canadian statistics. And the University of Waterloo put this information together. And where I got it from is from the Chronic Disease Prevention Alliance of Canada. This is an amazing organization that is doing some great things in Canada to be able to help lobby the federal government as well to be able to change the way that Canadians are presented their food options and changing the way that certain foods are marketed to Canadians. So again, from the University of Waterloo, this information was collected by them and presented by them by leading health organizations revealing that sugary drink consumption is projected to result in over 63,000 deaths and the cost of the healthcare system is over $50 billion in the next 25 years. So I just want to kind of peel that back for a second. So if you missed that part, I want to just read it one more time so that you can connect with this is only sugary drinks. And this is only sugary drinks coming by way of pop and juice boxes and juice and all that kind of stuff. This isn't going to be your top popular drinks you're going to you know, different drive throughs to be able to get. This is none of that. This is just sugary drinks. No donuts, no nothing, nothing like that, just sugary drinks. So the research from the University of Waterloo and the University of Waterloo is commissioned by leading health organizations revealing sugary drink consumption is projected to result in over 63,000 deaths and cost the healthcare system in Canada $50 billion over the next 25 years. It is estimated that sugary drink consumption in Canada will be responsible for more than 1 million cases of overweight and more than 3 million cases of obesity. Now, I want you to keep in mind, we only have about 35, 36 million people in Canada. And just sugary drink consumption alone will result in 4 million people being classified as overweight or greater. Like that's alarming. That should shock people to no end. Four million people out of our 36 million people only from sugary drinks, nothing else. It also will almost 1 million cases of type 2 diabetes, almost 300,000 Canadians with heart disease, almost 40,000 strokes, and almost 2.2 million Disability adjusted life years that's going to be lost due to lifestyle diseases. Like this is shocking, absolutely shocking. Because again, this is only sugary drink consumption. Like how long are we going to keep on living where there's an abundance of accessibility to these sugar infused products? You know, how long are we going to keep on living where it's an abundance of accessibility to pop aisles that are a mile long with a hundred different choices and just allowing our children and ourselves to be able to consume these products thinking that it's not a big deal. You know, and this is like, this is daily consumption that we're, we're worried about. But the one thing I want people to realize too is that, you know, where we talk about daily consumption and just labeling as a sugary drink and you're like, well, I only have a can of pop every couple of days. Well, that's fine. But in those off days, you might be supplementing in a sugary product that's the equivalent amount of sugar because the base is it's just sugar. But we're just using sugary drinks as an example and an easy narrative to be able to create here because people overconsume sugary drinks the most. 
So just knowing this, I want you to just feel like, what does that mean to you? And what does that mean to you knowing that, you know, drinking this can of pop that seems harmless or drinking this juice box that seems harmless, the amount of sugar in that alone, if you regularly consume a pop or juice box daily or the equivalent amount of sugar, you can lose four and a half biologically years off your life. That's you as an individual. That's nobody else. And the biggest thing that what I really try to connect with people is, you know, there's far more people who choose to eat unhealthy and live with these lifestyle diseases like type 2 diabetes, like heart disease, you know, and we just globally accept that is okay. But the one thing that we never globally accepted and the one thing everybody really got behind is that, you know, smoking caused cancer. Smoking's bad. Well, guess what? More people eat unhealthy than smoke. But we don't look at it through the same lens. We choose to filter that information out and say, like, you know what? I understand fundamentally that sugar is bad, but I don't really want to do anything about it. And why? If more people, you know, are flocking to our healthcare system and heavily burdening our healthcare system simply by the food they choose to eat, why is it not socially responsible that we educate those people more? Or why is it not socially responsible that those people choose to pay more? We do it with cigarettes. We do it with gas, we do it with alcohol, we do it with all these things. If you choose to consume these products or use these products that are detrimental either to ourselves or our environment, we are going to tax you, we're going to put a levy on that, but people won't do it with big food. And the problem is when big food is allowed to be able to lobby our provincial government you know, and do political donations or by whatever means that they're lobbying them to be able to allow these products to be sold in our grocery stores and be over publicized in our environment you know in magazines and on tv and just in grocery stores themselves it's costing us us as canadian citizens we're lining not only the pockets of big food but we're lining the pockets of you know doctors and not that that's a bad thing but we're there spending all of this money that we don't need to because we simply want to choose to eat unhealthy and live unhealthy lives and choosing to be ignorant to the fact that sugar really is that bad but again, if we're willing to trade $50 billion over the next 25 years because people want to overconsume pop and juice boxes, why wouldn't we use that money and put towards educating our children? We all know in Canada we can use a better education system. I hear people and parents complain about it all the time about how our education system needs to be revamped and changes need to be made. Well, there's $50 billion right there if you choose to put down the pop in the juice boxes and pick up a glass of water instead. At a minimum, there's $50 billion over the next 25 years that can go to educating our children and allowing them to live a better quality life and giving them more opportunities in life. And that's just a start because there's a ton of money being pumped into industries to be able to support how people eat unhealthy. You know, but we choose to not want to look at it as a systemic problem in Canada, but it is. And the stats are there now. There's no, there's no denying it. You know, like I was saying, the Chronic Disease Prevention Alliance of Canada is a strong organization. And they're campaigning for a 20% levy to be put on sugary soft drinks and any drinks that contain a high amount of sugar. And that's absolutely fantastic. Like we need to start there, it needs to go there because why? Why not? 
if people are going to choose to overconsume that and is directly impacting their health and is costing us as Canadians $50 billion over the next 25 years, it is their responsibility to be able to help carry some of that burden, which is the same responsibility that we all pay into a system that allows us to be able to access healthcare when we need it. So if we want to talk about social responsibility, that social responsibility is a double-edged sword. If you're going to overtax that system because you choose to be able to have the ability to be able to access these sugary drinks, then yes, you do and you should want to carry some social responsibility and being able to pay more into that system. If I get into multiple car accidents and I speed, my insurance goes up. If I drive around more, I use more gas and we pay a lot of carbon tax in BC and it goes towards that system. If I choose to smoke, I have to pay more premiums because smoking has been directly related to causing a lot of extra costs in our healthcare system. You know, same with drinking, like all these systems, they have it, but we choose not to exercise that as food. But this is going to be the time. There's going to be an online petition circulating around that's going to be put and presented by WeRI. And there's going to be physical petitions being sent out to different communities and different ridings across Canada. We only need 25 signatures on these petitions and to be able to send them to our MPs to force our MPs to be able to table this in the House of Commons. So what WeRI is set out to do is be able to collect ridings across Canada who are willing to be able to say, I can find at least 25 people in a riding and people are willing to be able to stand up and say there needs to be something changed. Even if that change is going to be in five years or 10 years or 15 or 20 years from now, that change needs to start. And if that change is already going on, why don't more people know about it? More people need to hear about it. We all need to get on board. We all need to be a part of this change and it needs to happen sooner than later. Because we all as Canadians feel like we're being overtaxed too much already anyway. You know, but that money can be go like, what if that $50 billion in the excess that it is over and above that, what if that could be used to lower your income tax? What if that could be used to give it a better ed education to our children? You know, like, what if that could be put back into the healthcare system and be able to subsidize healthcare costs so you have true free unlimited resources when it comes to semi-unlimited resources when it comes to healthcare? You know, when it comes back to the Canadian Disease Prevention Alliance of Canada, they're not just a small organization. Like some of their alliance members are, you know, organizations like the Alberta Policy Coalition for, Co Coalition for Chronic Disease and the Canadian Alliance on Mental Illness and Mental Health, the Canadian Cancer Society, the Canadian Medical Association, Canadian Men's Health Foundation, Canadian Nurses Association, Diabetes Canada. Dietitians of Canada, Heart and Stroke Foundation of Canada, the Kidney Foundation of Canada, Ontario Chronic Disease Prevention Alliance, and the YMCA Can Canada. These are not small organizations. This isn't some crazy guy on WeRI putting out a message saying like, hey, sugar is bad. These are nationally recognized foundations and societies within Canada that all are standing behind and have joined the Canadian Disease Prevention Alliance of Canada. And this isn't even including the provincial and territorial societies that are out there that are also on board and campaigning within our provinces and our territories. 
The word is big. And I've said on We Are I lots of times that the movement is coming. It is coming where people are craving change. And things like this is that change. We all need to be able to band together, to be able to make this change happen. And this is a big change that needs to happen in Canada. Because how long are we going to sit back and just allow ourselves to work into this deficit of our own health? Like, I don't know if people truly connect with that they choose to live with lifestyle diseases. That is a choice. Type 2 diabetes is a choice. You choose to have that. You know, and that's just one of them. Like how much more, you know, research needs to be put in that, you know, by regularly consuming sugar every day daily is going to take four and a half biological years off your life. It is proven by measuring telomere length. Dr. Rhonda Patrick talks about that in extents. And if you guys don't know who Dr. Rhonda Patrick is yet, found my fitness. She is brilliant. She is amazing. She has amazing information out there. And these are some of the messages that she's putting out there. And she's not just one individual. There's thousands of them. But they need a collective voice. And all we are, I wants to be is a part of that voice. We want to, whether there's two people who listen or 2,000 or 10,000 people, we want our people to join in and say like, hey, if there's an opportunity to be able to jump on board for change, I want to do it. You know, when talking to the amount of people that I talk to in a day, you know, on a national level, on a provincial level, you know, within my own municipality, I know there's a lot of people out there that want change. There's a lot of people who are campaigning that, look, when I take my child to the grocery store, I don't want to be fighting with them because everything is at eye level that I don't want them to eat. I don't want to have to go through the checkout line and be faced with 30 kinds of chocolate bars and Skittles and Tic Tacs and gum. I want to be free of those environments where I can walk through a grocery store and not have to face those things even for myself. I don't want to walk down aisles of food that's been manipulated by big food that makes it so addictive. I can't not say no. Like Frito-Lay's campaign, I bet you can't just eat one. Well, yeah, because you've made them so addicting, I can't just eat one. But I only want to eat one. Or how about maybe I don't want to eat any at all. But why make your food so addicting? I can't. But this is a chance. This is going to be an opportunity for all of you guys to jump on and sign on and get on board and saying like, hey, like, look, you know, even if we only get one riding in Canada, even if there's only one MP that has to stand in the House of Commons saying like, look, there's another group of people in Canada that wants this change. And more people need to hear about it. It needs to be more on a national level. There needs to be more exposure behind it. Our media outlets need to be able to get on it because why don't people know this information? It's the same thing like what I said before. I find it absolutely astonishing that people don't know and organizations and news outlets didn't put out there when we found out that these Harvard scientists got paid off to fabricate the information by the sugar industry telling us that fat was bad and sugar was okay. It is horrible. It is disgusting. This has manipulated us for decades now. This has changed the way that we live our lives in the landscape we choose to be able to live in them. And the people who want to be healthy and the people who don't want to be polluted by sugar that face a battle and being criticized daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly because they want to choose to be inflammation free. 
They want to choose not to have to live with diabetes. They want to choose to raise their kids in an environment where they're not faced with the battles that we're faced with today. Because people, the, the thing that I hear all the time that probably drives me the most bananas is when people say, their kids, they can get away with it. Their kids, they're active. It's like, no, because you know what? Those are habits we are ingraining in ourselves. So between those habits, that's the cultural shift that needs to change. We need to say like, look, I want to be able to stand up. I want to be able to say, no, I want to feel okay when my child doesn't have to go to school and get rewarded with sour keys because they did a good job on their math test. You know what? Doing a good job on your math test is going to get you better grades. That better grades is going to get you a better job. That better job is going to get you a better life. That is your reward. You don't need a sour key that's going to give you that temporary manic episode from the insane amount of sugar that's in it. That doesn't need to be a reward. Tell my child they did a good job. Give them a high five. Make them feel good that they put in work to be able to know their math, to be able to do good on a math test. That is a value. Because again, we arm ourselves with misinformation all the time. But when we are faced with real information, information that can change our lives, information that can change us as Canadians for generations, this is a time where you're hearing real information. And as much as people want to stand behind and say like, oh, Blake, this is just you. This is just your opinion. You're so extreme. It's like, no, if I was, why would the University of Waterloo be commissioned to be able to come up with these statistics, to be able to show Canadians and to be able to show the federal government in Canada what these sugary products are doing to us as Canadians. So it's not just me. I love hearing it. I love having the access to the information. I love being able to go on the internet. I love being able to research it. I love hearing podcasts about it. I love to see the movements. I love to feel and be a part of the movements. And I love that people want change just as much as I do. Because you know what? The people who want change know you're not abnormal. You know, know you're not extreme. Know you don't have some different way of looking. Know you don't have to, you know, live in a world where if you don't pump your child and yourself full of sugar and sugar-related products that, you know, there's something wrong with you. You know, like that needs to change. Because again, like I can't stress enough, like those statistics that, you know, I was reading to you guys, those are just based on sugary drinks. They have nothing to do with the muffins, the chips, the chocolate bars, like the gum, the anything along those lines. And when we talk about 5% of our net calories coming from a day of sugar and sugar-related products, that's also encompassing like fruit and all that healthy stuff that we should be eating anyway. And know that glass of orange juice that you're feeding yourself or your children, that is not like eating an orange. At best, it's probably eating like 15 oranges or 10 oranges. But the whole fact is, if you like orange juice, just eat the damn orange. You know, when it comes back to us, is our social responsibility to be able to start making some changes in the people who want these changes. We need to stand behind them and say, like, look, you're not alone. We can't just keep paying these universities and these different societies and foundations to be able to come with these statistics and sit on our hands and not be a part of the change. Our federal government needs to know that this is a priority to us as Canadian citizens and we want this change. So we are mobilizing and we are coming together as Canadian citizens to tell our federal government, like, look, take this information seriously. We want it as Canadians, and you should want it as a federal government to relieve the burden on our healthcare system. One less thing to have to overmanage because of problems that we're creating ourselves because of the misinformation of the past. We can't live with our eyes closed. We can't be sitting on our hands anymore. We need to recognize that these are real problems. 
and the overconsumption of sugar and sugar-related products is rampant and is getting worse all the time. You know, again, four million people are overweight and obese in that category. Four million people out of 36 million people. How is that okay? And how is that number rising? And are we choosing to do anything about it? And us in Canada are supposed to be some of the healthier people in the world, or so we tend to think. But still, 4 million people are unhealthy because of only sugar-related drinks. Like, those numbers are just astonishing to me, and they should be astonishing to you, because there's not a recession of sugar-related drink consumption. Like, there is a little bit, and the numbers are slowly starting to be able to come down. But these statistics are from 2018, They're not from 2012. They're not from 2008. They're from 2018. They just got published. This information is just out. This information is current. It's relevant and it needs to be cited. And people need to know that this is a movement that is going to gain traction. Why are we willing to wait another five years or 10 years before we're going to actively do something about it? That's why with this petition, not only is it going to bring awareness and education to people, but this petition, if and when you choose to sign it, as a Canadian citizen, you're going to be signing a petition that says, we need warning labels on food that contain an excessive amount of sugar, the same thing that we did with sugars, because food and with all this high sugar and this terrible food that people are choosing to be able to eat, it is killing more Canadians because the percentages are higher. And we cannot look anymore. If Even if you don't have type 2 diabetes, even if you don't have high blood pressure, even if you don't have heart disease, but if you as a Canadian citizen lived four and a half years less because of the food choices that are being forced on you every time you go into a grocery store or how consuming these products is just a social standard is something that you should be doing, that you as a person are going to live four and a half years less in your lifetime because of that and that alone. You should want change because of that. And how many people are willing to stand up and say like, yes, I do want to be a part of that change. I do want a warning label put on these products when they are sold in Canada to Canadian citizens saying that if you choose to be able to consume this product, you're putting yourself at risk for type 2 diabetes. If you consume this product, you are at risk for high blood pressure. If you are consuming this product, you are at risk for heart disease. You know, if you consume this product, you are shortening your year, your biological years by four and a half years if you consume it on a regular basis. Because again, we've done this with cigarettes. It has already been there. It is already has worked. It is already working in other areas. But again, this is, should be something that we all want to stand behind and we all want to get behind. And this is your chance. This is your chance to be able to force the House of Commons to be able to recognize that us as Canadian citizens, we are starting to band together. Whether or not that this is going to be the movement that really pushes it into that next era and into the forefront and get more media attention, who knows? If it did, fantastic. If it forces five of you to influence your community around you, to be able to put down pop, to be able to put down chocolate bars, to be able to walk away from some of these sugary products and choose to live a healthier, cleaner life for you and the people that you love and the people that you care about and the people that love and care about you, then yes, that is success. That is a victory. It doesn't need to be 
on a provincial or a national level. It doesn't need to be the one that does that. But you know what we or I will be happy about in our community members is that we've decided to make some of these choices ourselves. We've decided to be able to change the way that we live our lives. And through passive education, if we can inspire one or two other people to be able to do the same thing, that's the win. That's what we're going for. And that's a part of the movement that we want to be behind. Because you know what? That is who we are as we are our family members. So when that petition comes out and you have the opportunity to sign it, I hope that you do. And I hope that when the social media campaign comes on and you have the online petition to sign and share and share to your social network on all your social media sites like, you know, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. I hope that you do it. Because I hope that you do it not only for you, but to give everybody else the opportunity who cares about getting some of these products off our shelves or bringing more awareness or more education behind consuming this product, an opportunity to have a voice too, because that is our social responsibility in Canada. So again, we are our tribe, we are our community, we are our family members. I arm you with the ability to be able to be a part of change in Canada. So if you want to be able to have one of these hard copy petitions so that in your writing, you can influence 25 people to sign it, reach out. We are I podcast at gmail.com. DM me, you know, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, reach out. I am here. We're willing to help. We have a team that is willing to be able to help. If you simply just even see the online petition going around, add your name to it because then you can be a part of that movement. And again, even if that movement happens in five years from now, you will know that you have some seeds and you have some roots in a part of that movement because you decided to stand up and you decided to make a choice because you wanted change not only for yourself, but for Canada and for our children, giving more opportunity. So we are I, this is your chance.